It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad that uh, you are listening, and I'm even more glad that our guest is Libby Farr. Hi, Libby. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Been wanting to get you on the show for a, a long time here to talk about uh, charity work and foundations and just overall great causes. Uh, we're going to bring you on the show periodically to talk uh-huh. about uh, anything that's good on planet Earth. <laughs> okay, this is we're proud of this uh, public affairs show for. Uh, trying to serve the public in sort of an interesting and compelling way. You are one heck of an interesting and compelling person, so we're glad to have you on the show to oh. share your views in the world <laughs> of public affairs, the exciting world of public affairs. Oh, it's so exciting. So I asked you to prepare some sort of sh- uh, feature or story or report. I have one as well to share with you. Um, why don't you go first, then I'll tell you mine. Well, this was a charity event that I actually did a couple years ago. It's probably, gosh, about seven or eight years ago now. And it's for such a great cause. It, you know, it's around a bad thing. It's around domestic violence. But they have taken it and put a twist on it and come up with a fun way to raise money to help women that need help with this kind of stuff. And it's called Walk a Mile in Her Shoes. And you can go to their website. Anybody can do this, walkamileinhershoes.org. And what they do is they have a fundraiser, and they want men, children, anybody to wear high-heeled shoes and walk around. And when I did it, we walked around Metropolis Mall, and there were all kinds of people in high-heeled shoes, and you get people to sponsor you, and you raise money that way. But I'm going to show you a picture of the favorite, favorite thing that was there that day, and it is a sheriff's officer in full uniform wearing pink high-heeled shoes (laughs) and carrying a pink purse with his big gun on his belt and all that kind of stuff. I love it. And, uh, my husband did it, and to this day, he's like, why do women wear high-heeled shoes? That was the most difficult thing I've ever done in my life, he said. We, we'll put this picture on, on our website, adamritzshow.com. That's a great picture, along with the link, walkamileinhershoes.org. Uh, it seems unfair, though, that the, uh, the ladies in this charity event walking— get to wear high heels. I mean, if you wear those all the time anyway, that seems unfair. You should have to uh, wear them on your forehead or... I don't know. <laughs> on wear, your hands. Wear, that would wear, be good on your hands. Walk on walk. your hands. There you go. <laughs> wear the high heels on your hands and walk on your hands. The most difficult thing was finding a pair of shoes that would fit my husband that were four-inch heels. And actually, there's quite a few websites where you can find them. <laughs> what size are his feet? Man size, size 11. And he so, found them? yeah, he found some. They're the biggest shoes I've ever seen in my life. They were boats. You know, oddly <laughs> enough, I think in this day and age, I think I could find shoes in size 15, men 15, high heels. I bet they're out there. Oh, they are. Especially in Key West. Yes. Uh. <laughs> Just, they're everywhere. Even Amazon's got them. So, are you, you're not really a high heel type person. I've known you for quite some time. No. So, that, that was kind of a big deal. Do you have high heels? <laughs> Mm, at this point, maybe an inch heel somewhere. No, I actually went and got some shoes that were like two or three inches, and it about killed me. Our kids did it, too. So they wore high heels. And in all seriousness, uh, this is a great cause. Domestic violence, uh, it benefits. Uh, these walks 
are across the country. This is yes. a national organization, yes. walkamileinhershoes.org. Right. Uh, we're glad that you brought that to our awareness, and uh, we look forward to hearing more about that. And I want to I want to show that picture on the website as Absolutely. well. Absolutely, it's hilarious. And and now just to turn it back around and have a little fun with a similar topic. I know you've worked in American uh, radio for the better part of a few decades, and uh, when I first heard about this, I do a lot of college stuff, uh-huh. and, and a lot of college students do this charity, walk a mile in her shoes, and they wear the high heels, and they raise money for domestic violence. Uh, and sexual assault. Um, and I, it always makes me think of the radio promotions where there's a famous one, win front row tickets to Taylor Swift. Uh-huh. Or these videos are on YouTube where uh, it's like a hundred yard dash in high heels. <laughs> yes. And, so, you know, and it's always a Father's Day event maybe because it, it's only for dads. It's, it's like, what would... Hey fathers, what would you do to win Taylor Swift tickets for your daughter? Right, right. And, you know, and it's t- it's twenty or thirty uh, middle aged guys in yeah, high like heels a running, a, a one, running a one hundred yard dash, and the, the, some of these guys duct tape the shoes to their ankles so they don't fall off because it's hard to run in high heels apparently. Oh, that's interesting. Um, I wonder if I could just do that to wear them around the office. <laughs> I, I mean, have you ever turned an ankle? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I don't do high heels very well. In fact, the last time I wore them, my friend said I looked like I was in pain and that I was scared. And I'm like, I was afraid to walk. (laughs) Break my neck. (laughs) Okay. Once again, it's uh, walkamileinhershoes.org. Libby, I wanted to talk uh, real quick about Lieutenant Aaron Allen. He was a uh, police officer who was tragically killed in the line of duty. Uh, And that happens far too often in this country. And there is a GoFundMe page for his surviving family. He has a wife and two kids. Uh Um, So we're going to put this link on our website as well. Uh, But if you go to uh, GoFundMe.com, you can search this out. His name's uh, Lieutenant Aaron Allen uh, from the Southport Police Department. He, oddly enough, if you haven't heard the story, he um, was trying to help somebody. In a car crash. That was flipped upside down. So he approaches the car, and the person inside the car, inside the car crash, opens fire on him and shoots him 15 or 16 times. Uh, Just an unbelievable story. Uh, And a tragic story for now a wife and two children mourning the loss of their husband and father. And the day that he was killed, there was a photograph of him taking his son to kindergarten for the first day. Time ever. Last, yeah. last it's picture. Heartbreaking. Last picture of him was him walking his son to school. So there is a GoFundMe page. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. It's up to $125,000. They're looking to uh, reach a goal of $300,000. Uh, I'll also mention that uh, a restaurant called The Stacked Pickle is uh, sort of working with this fundraiser. They're having um, a bucket, I think they call it. There's a bucket in their restaurant where you can stop by and make donations in the Southport area. Oh, that's nice. Um, so if you like food, like I do, that's why I like the Stack Pickle. I go there and eat, and uh, I can now help out with uh, Lieutenant Aaron Allen and his family. Uh, they're having a fundraiser as well on September 10th, Sunday, September 10th, if you want to get involved. Aren't they going to uh, have like a band well. and, and all oh, kinds of fun stuff? Big party. All day, music, uh, giveaways, prizes. So uh, yeah, if you want right to help there. out. Have a great time. That's September 10th. And again, the GoFundMe page. Um, you know, I've been on GoFundMe here recently, and they they feature uh, families or stories or, or I guess, uh, fundraisers uh, on their homepage. Oh, um, uh-huh. Tr- the ones that are trending, 
Uh, And it's unbelievable how many just crazy, tragic situations are out there. Uh, A car crash, uh, an accident, a family left behind uh, with their, you know, main breadwinner gone out of the blue. And now there's a family left with no way to get by. Just like Officer Um, Allen. So if you're listening to this show and, and if you don't have a family and, and you have disposable income and you want to help out, we highly encourage you. Just go to GoFundMe.com and float around and see what kind of story reaches out and touches your heart. And you may find uh, a family on the other side of the country that could uh, benefit from from your kindness. So we encourage you to go check out GoFundMe.com. And get involved with the Lieutenant Aaron Allen Family Fundraiser. And more information uh, is also on Facebook if you search out Stacked Pickle on Facebook. All right, Libby Farr, uh, let's get in touch with you. Twitter, Facebook, anything like that? Uh, yeah, I, I can't remember my Twitter page. <laughs> it's been so long. But you're Facebooking. Yeah, yeah. Libby Zabriskie sure. Farr is where you can okay. find me. And um, you've been a newswoman, a news uh, director for radio for years. So uh, we'd be proud to have you be a regular news person on, awesome. on this show as we move forward. Uh, with this syndicated public affairs show across the country, bringing stories of hope and inspiration, philanthropy, fellowship, leadership uh, to listeners every Sunday morning on on rock and roll radio stations across the country. I love it. A positive spin on stuff. Thank you, Libby. Get to know Adam at AdamRitz.com. Get to know the radio show at AdamRitzShow.com. We're lucky enough to be joined by Mr. Troy Hanson. Hello, Troy. How are you, sir? Hello, hello. How are you, Adam? I'm uh, great, and I welcome you to our broadcast to talk about your work with several charities uh, centered around the industry of auto racing. Um, That's exciting, and it's exciting to know that um, professional athletes, including auto drivers give their time, their talents, their energy, their finance, uh, their, their monies to uh, great causes. Uh, let's first talk about your role with um, the new documentary, Winning, The Racing Life of Paul Newman. Uh, you were one of the technical directors of the film, and you know the ins and outs of, of, of the production of this film. First of all, let's promote the film. Well, currently uh, it, it came out today officially on VOD, uh, Xbox Live, iTunes, uh, Amazon, Netflix, all that good stuff. It'll be in select theaters as well. Awesome. Okay. So so please, we uh, encourage you to go check it out. Winning the Racing Life of Paul Newman. And the film was produced and uh, created really uh, from the mind of Adam Carolla. And our listeners un- understand and, and recognize and appreciate the comedy of Adam Carolla. You may not realize he's a huge racing fan. Yeah, Adam is one of these guys uh, in L.A. who... Uh, he's, he's very, has a loud personality on TV, radio and whatnot, but his, his private life is, is completely the opposite. Um, he's got one of the, you know, largest, most robust car collections you can imagine. Um, vintage Lamborghinis, the largest Nissan motorsports, uh, collection in the world, actually. Um, and, uh, you know, what brought me to this is Adam also owns all of Paul's race cars, or actually he owns seven of Paul's race cars. And, um, you know, he started racing uh, uh, a few years ago. I'm talking about Adam. And, uh, you know, the love for the sport grew. It's kind of if you've ever raced before, you kind of know when you get bit by the bug, it's going to be with you the rest of your life. 
So Adam Carolla has a affinity for racing, uh, so much so that he purchased Paul Newman's race cars. Paul passed away, was it in 2008? 2008, correct. Um, he uh, has taken it upon himself through his entertainment uh, background and connections to produce this documentary about Paul Newman and his, his racing uh, life. And I, I saw the film, and it's amazing to me, one of the points of the film is that he was as much, if not more, a racer than he was an actor. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners right now could name 10 Paul Newman movies and maybe don't even know he was a race car driver. P Paul considered himself more of a race car driver than an actor. A hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, most people know him from, you know, uh, Newman's Own, the food company, or uh, through his acting, but his, his passion um, and his heart lied in, in the world of racing. So with the film winning, the racing life of Paul Newman. Uh, Troy Hansen is our guest. And what was your role with the documentary? Well, more or less, um, you know, my component is bringing the charity aspect into the final product. Um, and uh, I produce the, the premieres and the after parties and the pre-parties for it. And kind of all the, the charity component that's also tied to this film, um, you know, my company develops and executes. Okay, and uh, we were talking off mic about those charity components, uh, racing for cancer. Um, let's talk about that one first. Uh, and what was the other one? Uh, yeah, racing for cancer and the Indy Family Foundation. The Indy Family Foundation. So, racing for cancer was started by uh, the 2014 Indy 500 champion Ryan Hunter Ray. Uh, his mother, who was a nurse, um, one day just had some simple back pain. Um, you know, missed her missed her exam. Um, and that small window of opportunity cost, uh, you know, cost the world a great woman. She, uh, she was diagnosed with colon cancer, inoperable colon cancer, um, and uh, unfortunately passed eight months after diagnosis. So this is shortly after Ryan's first son was born, shortly after the Indy 500. Um, and, um, uh, you know, the, the organization is headed up by a guy named Tom Vossman and what they've done in a very short period of time is pretty miraculous. They started a cancer ward in uh, in Fort Lauderdale down where Ryan lives um, with a huge grant from Auto Nation, his main sponsor. And they've just done some really great work, um, not just focusing on like, um, uh, you know, not on a vaccine or a cure, but really helping patients understand that you need to get timely exams to to catch it before it, uh, you know, before it becomes terminal. That's a great reminder for uh, all of our listeners. Catch, um, catch these type of diagnoses as early as you can. Get your checkups. Don't miss them. Don't skip them. Uh, my dad had colon cancer when I was uh, a young guy, and mm -hmm. he was one of the lucky ones that uh, got treatment, and he's uh, still with us today. So um, a great awareness campaign uh, for cancer, um, and that's Racing for Cancer, and the other one was the Indy. The Indy Family Foundation. It's a pretty unique organization um, that – uh, you know, in the racing world, if you are the tire changer or the lead mechanic or the fueler, um, due to your job description, you can't get medical insurance. No kidding. Um, teams can't. Teams can't. Uh, they can't give it to their to their uh, to their crew. Too high risk. Too high risk. Yeah. So what happens if uh, if a team member gets hurt or something tragic happens? Um, the Indy Family Foundation is there to help in, in kind of that scenario. And it's not sanctioning body-based, so it's not just IndyCar. Um, it's kind of the world of motorsports. So you could be in NASCAR, USAC, Rolex Series, EMSA, Trans Am, 
Um, and if you're part of a racing team or part of the racing community and fall in hard times, whether it's, you know, you get injured on the job and can't work or other things, the Indy Family Foundation is there to help you and your family um, get back on your feet. And you mentioned um, earlier this evening at the premiere that this film winning the racing life of Paul Newman, um, all the efforts that go in with the events to premiere this movie um, made money and the proceeds went to those foundations and those charities and it was roughly about $40,000? Yeah, I mean, we have to add it up. We had a huge premiere in LA back um, on April 16th, big LA premiere. Um, literally the same venue that the Avengers Age of Ultron was held. <laughs> um, you know, it was 1,500 people, big celebrities. Um, you know, if you were a car fan or, or a Paul fan, uh, you were there. And um, the, the money raised, 100% of the money from the actual premiere uh, goes to those uh, two charities. That is fantastic to hear, that 100% of the, of the funds raised. And that's the way Paul would want it. Well, and I have to mention, during the uh, movie, the thing that stuck out to me is that uh, Paul Newman's uh, salad dressing, his food company, Newman's Own, uh, all of the proceeds from that, from the food portion of his uh, entities are, are given to charity. With kids' camps, it's been $430 million in charitable donations from uh, that side of Paul Newman Industries. Yeah, I mean, when, you know, when he started Newman's Own, that was the goal. He was like... You know, if we do this, 100% of our profits need to go to, to charity. And everyone at first kind of looked at him like he was crazy. And when Paul has an idea and, you know, he sticks to his guns and everybody else kind of follows. And, you know, here we are several years later and nearly, you know, nearly a billion dollars, half a billion dollars has been given to uh, to great children's causes. And, you know, the Serious Fun Children's Network is what it's called now which is a series of his camps. Um, there's several camps throughout America and the world, and um, basically it's, it's for kids with, you know, who are facing illness. And uh, as Paul put it, he wants to give those kids a chance to not worry about their illness, to not worry about being sick, and to, to just feel like a kid again, and to raise, as he calls it, a little hell. And uh, those camps give these kids that opportunity to be with other kids like them where, you know, at least for a brief period of time, they don't have to worry about being sick. Well, Troy, before I let you go, uh, our guest is Troy Hansen, working behind the scenes on a documentary with Adam Carolla called Winning, The Racing Life of Paul Newman. It's a fascinating uh, documentary. Um, you work on the charitable end of the uh, discussion here with all the uh, proceeds and some of the uh, profits, or most of the, if not all of the profits, going to several charities that deal with the racing industry. Uh, you mentioned uh, earlier this evening a website that people can go to if they want to bid on uh, some pretty exciting events, like hanging out with Patrick Dempsey, who's another actor slash race car driver, maybe getting to go have lunch with Adam Carolla. Um, do we have that website? Yeah, so... Uh there's a few auction items up now. It's charitybuzz.com. You can go on there right now. You can bid on a package. Uh, you know, for those who, who've wanted to always be a race car driver, there's a four-day Forza Motorsport Grand Prix package at Bondurant Racing School in Phoenix. Um, you know, I used to race professionally, and believe it or not, that's where I started. Okay. Um, so there's, there's that package, um, and it's intensive. It's four days of... of you come out of there with a racing license. It's pretty cool. Uh, we have stuff like that. We have, um, you know, come to L.A. and have lunch with Adam and get a private tour of his car collection and his race shop. 
um, you know, riding the Goodyear blimp. Um, we have some of the new electric bikes that are out, some, uh, some cool packages that will be coming up from Xbox. Um, and then uh, a couple of our other premium packages will be uh, you get to go up to Sonoma, or excuse me, Laguna Seca Raceway with Ryan Hunter Ray, Marco Andretti, and a couple, uh, couple other IndyCar drivers, race cars, and play golf for the weekend, which is pretty cool. And then uh, kind of our last one is a, is a trip to Sonoma for the, the Sonoma Grand Prix um, this August, which includes everything, hotel, pit passes, two-seater ride with Mario Andretti, kind of, uh, you know, the, the, the ticket that you can't buy experience. Right. And and a hundred percent of that, once again, a hundred percent of those uh, proceeds go to uh, racing for cancer and Indy Family Foundation. And that is at charitybuzz.com. Correct. Okay, Troy Hansen, uh, our guest. You want to get your digital properties out there? Our listeners want to get in touch with you. Maybe Twitter or Facebook. Yeah, I mean uh, Twitter. I'm uh, Troy H171. Um, Facebook. I'm actually hard to find. I I, I don't go on it that much. Um, <laughs> That's okay. Believe it or not, but uh, just look up Troy Hansen. Believe it or not, there's a few of them out there. I'm 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 the one that has pictures of my dogs all over the place, so you you can't miss me. You can't miss him. He was uh, he's a retired professional race car driver himself. Um, he's into racing and charity. We love when the athletic world mixes with the uh, foundation world, and this is a, a perfect mix for our show and our audience. And we'd love to have you back on in the future to talk more about racing and charity in the future. Troy Hansen, thank you so much. Thanks, Adam. You know you, what you're doing with your program is great, and um, you know everybody out there. I encourage you to do your part and uh, the world will be a better place. You can catch up with The Adam Ritz Show online. Podcasts of recent shows, including this one, can be found at adamritzshow.com. Like us on Facebook at Facebook slash Adam Ritz Show or follow at Adam Ritz on Twitter. The Adam Ritz Show rolls on in Stephenville, Texas, on the campus of Tarleton State University. We're with uh, a member of the athletic department, Sherry Spellmeyer. Hi, Sherry. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Sherry, oh, Sherry. You like Steve Perry? You like that song, don't you? I don't think I've heard that one. Why are you kidding me? I have Are it. you kidding me? Oh, Sherry by Steve Miller. I, I'm sorry, Steve Perry. You, really? All right, now I have to... God, I, I didn't want to have I to sing. I know Baby from like way back when. Sherry from Baby, Frankie Valley. Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. Yes. Okay, this I is... I know that one. Okay, this is... Oh, Sherry, our love holds on, holds on. That's sad. I like that one, though. That is and I just butchered it, too. I'll Google it when we leave here. You know what? When you Google it, you'll go, oh, I know that song. I just didn't recognize it the way Adam was singing it. Okay, and I apologize to my listeners for having to have to listen to that. Okay, so Sherry Spellmeyer, you are the Compliance Director at Tarleton State University, the Athletic Department. Uh, First off, what is Compliance Directing? It is making sure that everyone follows the rules set forth by our conference, which is the Lone Star Conference, um, our university, and then, of course, the NCAA. And we were talking earlier, I wanted to bring up drugs, uh, big social topic, uh, drug abuse. And, you know, when we talk about student athletes and college students, we we don't necessarily talk about drug addiction. Um, Sure, that's possible, and it happens on campuses coast to coast. But uh, before addiction happens, you have to just do a drug. So uh, you might be saving some of these kids with your drug policies from becoming addicted to drugs and having an even worse life than they would have had they not even tried that drug in the first place. So let's talk about drugs. I'm not asking you how many student athletes are on drugs uh, 
But, you know, I've always wondered from, a, from an athletic department point of view, you hear about drug testing. You hear about athletes failing drug tests. Um, what's that process? Well, um, I have to be the bad guy and give our sports medicine the roster. Um, so I guess I'm setting them up for failure on that one. But then once they get tested, um, if they do fail, then they're sent to me to sign up for a drug education course. It's about an 80-week or 80-hour course um, through a star council group. It's through a local group. Um, and hopefully, you know, they get the attention they need. They are tested um, to see if it's an addiction or just an abuse. Um, was it just a one-time use, or is this individual, you know, on the road to addiction? And they get the, the help they need. Is this all in-house? That's not. The drug testing can be in-house. Um, we do institutional drug testing as well as the NCAA bringing in um, and having drug tests. But we do send them out to do the drug education. It's not done in-house. Um, it's, again, a local group uh, or organization that does it. Now, I've always wondered from a legal perspective as well. You're talking about if a young person uh, fails a drug test, then you deal with it internally. If they get arrested for drugs, what's the difference there? If they get arrested, um, a lot of times it'll go through our judicial affairs on campus, um, and we don't necessarily get to have a say. Um, we have a pretty no no tolerance policy with that kind of stuff. Um, so if there's a, if there's an arrest, then if they are convicted, then we most likely won't have them on our teams anymore and they'll go through the legal process. Okay. And then legally, another question, if they fail a drug test, they go through your internal program, everything's fine and dandy. Two years later, uh, their senior year, they are then involved with a crime under the influence of drugs or alcohol. And let's just say, worst case scenario, there's a victim who passes away. I, just in my head of how the legal system works, can anybody come back and say, we knew he was on drugs because, look, we've got the proof here from the university. He went through this drug program. Is there any sort of, I guess, do you have staff attorneys to make sure that that's all on the up and up so that you don't get blamed because you had a student that was on drugs, so to speak? Our drug policy goes through dr um, drug drug-free sports, and so they, they scrub our policy for us. Um, so I would say they're probably one of the only ones that really test it, but we do have system attorneys. You know, if anything, if arrests and things like that do happen, um, what legal status do we have to, you know, get rid of them or help them along? Um, the program they go through has connections with um, drug rehab places and things like that, and so when they go through that program, we, we have faith that they will hopefully get over that abuse. Well, we thank you for your drug knowledge. Uh, we bring you on the show or, you know, no, it's, you know what, it's a topic we need to discuss and uh, for it's our listeners. on our campus, I haven't had to wor um, worry about it. I've been here for three years and I do have limited knowledge because it hasn't been an issue. I'm just going to throw that in there. Well, that's perfect. That's great to hear <laughs> it, because it's, it's conversational. You and your student athletes talk about this. Exactly. Stuff. We do. Um, we have a general assembly every year. And that is the, one of the main goals um, and topics that we talk about. And we tell them, you know, if you don't take anything else out, take out that this, you know, it leads to 
um, life-changing events, but also you're an athlete. So what are you doing to your body? We, we're going to expect a lot from you, um, and that's going to hurt you. So we try, to, we try to take it from two standpoints so they're not only seeing it. Well, when I go out with my non-athlete friends, I want to be able to do these things, but they also have to understand, um, well, I'm an athlete, so I'm going to be pushed, and can I be pushed with that kind of stuff in my system? So we try to get it, you know, both both directions. So maybe they won't necessarily, um, you know, maybe get caught up in, with their friends because being an athlete is so important to them. Well, we like to talk about these social issues. We don't assume uh, any of our listeners are addicted to drugs or going to do drugs. But uh, usually if you're having the conversations, if you're talking about it, that's when you're proactive about not getting caught up in that kind of situation. So we thank you for coming on the show to talk about um, drugs and how you handle this topic with your own student-athletes. It's, oh, Sherry, uh, I'm not going to sing it. I, I promised I wouldn't, and I started to. You have to Google that song. It's Steve Google Perry. It. You know I'll Journey? Journey, the band Journey. Are you kidding me? Your face is telling me you've never heard of the band Journey. Is it bad that I'm 25 and I'd rather listen to Frankie Valli in the Four Seasons? That is not bad at all. No, that's absolutely fantastic. But uh, the song Don't Stop Believing." Okay, I know that, but I didn't know they, who okay. it was sung by. Is Don't Stop Believing" by Journey. But I do know Frankie Valli. I'm okay. just going to throw that out there. Well, now, so. You know what? You are going to... I'm going to know Journey by the end of the evening. And you're going to download this song I and am. you're going to love this song, But not Sherry. illegally. Not illegally. Make good choices. It's Sherry Spellmeyer. Uh, Compliance Director here at the uh, Athletic Department of Tarleton State University. Sherry, we cannot thank you enough for sharing your knowledge and wisdom. Thank you so much. Thank you. I want to thank the uh, staff of the Athletic Department at Tarleton State University in Stephenville, Texas. I'm Adam Ritz. Also, thanks to our guest today, Libby Farr, with her report on the Walk a Mile in Her Shoes campaign. More information at walkamileinhershoes.org. And Mr. Troy Hansen, wonderful charity work with the folks at Paul Newman Racing. If you'd like to get in touch with me, shoot me a tweet, at Adam Ritz. It's just like Ritz Crackers, R-I-T-Z, at Adam Ritz. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.